0: Oh, good morning. It's a piwaka. That's a fantel. And this is my virtual garden. This is my podcast. I call it Garden Link. Why don't you join my piwaka and come into the garden? Well, now you're here. Let me tell you what this podcast is all about, what Garden Link is hoping to do. So we're going to talk about fruits and vegetables and the plants that live in our gardens. And we're going to show how they change over time. And that's something else that's important about this podcast. We're going to talk about the seasons and seasonality. I think the pleasure of having a garden is enjoyment of seasons. When the trees bloom, when the trees are full of fruit when the tomatoes are ripening, when we've got plenty of summer leaves and lettuce, when we have our winter leeks. Seasonality is something that goes with gardens. Not that we don't sometimes try and change them, because we do try and lengthen the season sometimes with some clever tricks, like sowing in protected conditions so we can plant out early, or covering things over so we can go a little bit later. In fact, commercial gardeners are forever trying to give us a slightly longer season one way or another. I think though seasonality is a blessing because it's all about change and change makes life interesting. And change in the garden is natural and it's inevitable. You know, the physical environment keeps changing, the temperature keeps changing, the daylight length keeps changing, Sometimes it rains, sometimes it doesn't. And if change, if you have changes in the physical environment, then you have biological changes. The things that we try and grow and the things that live with us in the garden. And the last thing I want to do with my podcast is broaden all of our garden experiences. I'm going to learn things talking to you. I'm going to find new things to suggest for both you and I. And I'm going to try and deepen the knowledge about what we think we already know about, but often there's a lot more to know. There will be times when I'll come up with ideas of why don't we try this or why don't we try that. I hope to broaden our garden experience also by telling you a bit about the foundation of gardening. We shouldn't lose sight of the fact the foundation of horticulture is in science, and of age-old observations, both very important. Well, I've said a little bit about what the podcast is about. I need to tell you a little bit more about how it's going to take place. And first of all, I want to tell you that I'm not going to be the only person contributing, but for this time round, I'm sorry you'll have to put up with my voice alone. Yes, my name is Mike. Mike Morley Bunker, to be precise. I'm based in New Zealand Canterbury. Christchurch is the main large city in this part of New Zealand. We live on the Canterbury Plains with the Southern Alps to the west and the sea to the east. Our latitude is 43 degrees plus a half to the south. Our climate is, is temperate, perhaps slightly warmer than I'm used to from where I came from in the UK. Now this podcast is for gardeners and for growers of horticultural plants and that actually is so broad I hope that we can talk about things useful for commercial growers and we will have plenty of information for home growers, especially reminders of what they might be doing. I'm a retired academic so some of the things that I used to do was write down aims and objectives And in a shortened form, I want to tell you the aims for this particular podcast. First, I want to keep you up with seasonal changes in the garden. And as we will put up markers, I hope you will relate our season and conditions with your own. This aim sort of links up with aim number two. I want you to be able to look up your sky And I want you to look at your weather data and compare your sky and weather data with ours. Then you'll have a better idea of what you should be doing. I also want to encourage you to grow plants as part of having a healthy lifestyle. And fourthly, I want you to appreciate plants in the garden for what they are. They are living companions. They feed us. They make us feel good. They remind us of things in our past and they prompt us to think of the future. Academics like to understand how plants grow, and that's what I want to help you do. I want you to understand how they interrelate with us and the surrounding environment. And following on from that, the sixth point is we'll make suggestions of what cultural practices you might use. And that includes briefing you about the science of life in the garden. Because I'm a great believer in good gardening has some science behind it. So. With that, let's get started. Each podcast will have different topics, and usually there will be a vegetable one. And in this podcast, I want to talk about growing garlic. In New Zealand, the folklore is that you should plant garlic on the shortest day, and you should harvest it on the longest day. That's easy to remember. It's actually not, strictly speaking, true. may not even be terribly accurate. Let me tell you that there has been a trial in New Zealand for planting dates. And it showed that planting garlic in May and planting garlic in July also gave good yields. The May planting actually gave the highest yields for the cultivars that they used. But some of the cloves weren't saleable, so of overweights were high. The actual commercial yield wasn't as good as that in mid July. Yes, there is a garlic industry in New Zealand, and most people think of garlic and Marlborough together. Marlborough has a good climate for growing garlic, the cold winters, and then the sunny and dry uh, summer period for maturing garlic is you don't need a lot of land to grow garlic on it's planted quite close together and so you can get a lot of yield from quite a small area you could grow garlic in pots and containers if you don't have a garden to speak of and then you can still have garlic that you might rely on because it's easy to get hold of when you reach out onto your balcony or wherever in New Zealand we grow Several cultivars. I think the main one would be a French one called Printanor, that's certainly the one that I've planted in my own garden. But that doesn't mean that there aren't other cultivars. There is a cultivar called Marlborough White. The South Coast Environment Society, which is based up in the Northern Ireland, has a wide range of cultivars, some of which you might call heritage cultivars. It would be interesting to try some of those in different localities to find out how they perform. It also would be interesting to know what the virus status is because garlic can pick up viruses. And sometimes the better cultivars happen to be the newest cultivars because they're virus-free. When you're planting garlic, you should be thinking about your soil and whether it's disease-free. You should also be thinking about your soil and whether it's well-drained. Going back to the disease-free, you need to have a good rotation when it comes to crops like onions and garlic and shallots because there are soil-borne diseases and they can carry over if you keep growing the same allium crop year after year. The yields- tend to relate to the amount of light and temperature that they receive during the growing season, so don't put them under the shade of some trees. I've suggested that they don't like wet feet. Raised beds are a good idea. And if you are making raised beds, make sure you incorporate plenty of good organic matter in there for nutrition's sake. If you are going to use fertilisers, then the amount of nitrogen in an experiment In the 1980s, the optimum was considered to be around about 120 kilograms of nitrogen to the hectare. Garlic comes as a large collective bulb, if that's the correct word, and you'll know that you can break them into cloves. When you separate the cloves, separate them into large and medium and small and plant according to the size of a clove. The larger cloves can be planted further apart from the smaller cloves. Plant the cloves with the pointed end up. The larger cloves can be planted as much as 10 centimetres apart and the smaller ones 5 centimetres apart. In commercial growing, garlic populations can be in the order of 200,000 plants to the hectare and sometimes even more than that. You need to think about weeds for garlic. These crops are generally susceptible to weeds. I'm referring to onions and other alliums. Broadleaf weeds and grasses compete very effectively with alliums and garlic doesn't shade the soil, so there's plenty of opportunity for weeds to come in. In New Zealand, Home gardeners won't have access to any sort of herbicides, so weeding is the only way to control garlic wheats. You can use mulches but be careful the mulch doesn't allow the continual wetness around the necks that will cause rotting. It might even be a good idea to pull the mulch a little bit away from the actual garlic plants harvest time will need you to dig the garlic out of the ground. Although the suggestion is that you should harvest on the longest day. In fact, the garlic will probably go longer than that. Of course, the obvious sign that the garlic is ready is when the tops have died down. But as you dig them out of the ground, have a look at the wrapping around the bulb. You don't want it to be soft, you want it to be properly matured. Garlic has a very old association with human beings. It would appear that the plant material originated in Central Asia and in areas that we would now call Kyrgyzstan and Tajikistan and Uzbekistan. It spread quickly into China. It spread into the Mediterranean. It spread into India. It kept spreading. In Egypt... We know it was there because there are Old Testament references. Garlic has two main types: one is called hard neck, and the other is called soft neck. The hard neck ones tend to have a central flowering stalk, and therefore are not the preferred types. Soft necks don't tend to have flowering stalks. The thing about garlic is that it can be used for eating, and it can be used for medicine and in this day and age there is a great deal of evidence now that is indicating that garlic will help lower cholesterol levels. So, there's a lot to know about garlic. I hope that was of some interest. If it's a little bit late, I'm sorry about that. Well, I'm going to finish there. Pewak has just told me it's time to wrap up. Other podcasts will have other people speaking. And I'll try and make sure that we don't go too long on each section because the years can only take so much. So bye for now and I look forward to meeting you again from Garden Link in New Zealand. Goodbye.